1: Hello, and welcome to the City Club of Cleveland, where we are devoted to conversations of consequence that help democracy thrive. It's Tuesday, April 11th. I'm Mike McIntyre, Executive Editor at Ideastream Public Media and moderator for today's conversation, part of the City Club's Local Heroes series, which spotlights champions here in Northeast Ohio whose work changes the way we view ourselves and our community. We're joined today by a literal champion, Theodore Ginn, Sr., Ted Ginn. He's the founder and executive director of the Ginn Academy, head track and field coach and head football coach of Ohio's 2022 state champs, the Glenville High School Tar <laughs> By the way, he's also head track and field coach of the 2022 champion Glenville Tar Blutters and the 2023 indoor track champions. And we just heard from the state champion cheerleaders before this event began. <laughs> Last December, the Tar Blutters entered the Ohio Division four state championship game with an already storied legacy. Under coach Gin's leadership, the team has made the playoffs 19 times since 1999. This time, they soundly beat the Cincinnati-Wyoming High School Cowboys 26-6, to, six? Six. 26 <laughs> to six, finishing a perfect 15-0 season. The Tar-Blooders became the first Cleveland Metropolitan School District <coughs> football team to win a state football championship, and rightfully celebrated with an escorted parade and rally at Cleveland's public hall later that month. Ted Ginn Sr. is a man of many titles. He's the founder and executive director of the Ginn Academy, the first all-male public high school in Cleveland. In January, he received the Lifetime Achievement Award at the Greater Cleveland Sports Commission's annual awards ceremony. He's a native Clevelander, a father, and a visionary leader in the community. He's a molder of young men and a man of profound faith. And he can now add state championship winning coach to his long list of much-deserved accolades. This interview, like football, is a team sport. I'd love to hand the ball off to you in the second half. So if you have a question for our speaker, you can text it to 330-541-5794. Again, that's 330-541-5794. You can also tweet your question at the City Club. It's got the the in it, at the City Club. And the City Club staff will try to work it into the second half of the program. And within the room, we'll be asking for your questions directly in the second half of our conversation. Members and friends of the City Club of Cleveland, please join me in welcoming Coach Ted Ginn, Sr. Coach, I want to begin with a victory more important than your state championship, and that's your recovery from pancreatic cancer in 2012. I called you Lazarus when we met recently to talk about this event. I wonder if you can tell me about that experience, what it taught you about yourself and your faith, how it may have shaped or even reshaped your approach to coaching and helping young men.
2: Uh, yes. Um, first of all, thank you for having me here this afternoon. Um, yeah, that situation was um, pretty. It, to me, it was really special. Um, you know, you know, God to deliver you in situations but he'll deliver you out of it. But the purpose of me saying that was the fact that when I had pancreatic cancer, I really found out why I was there. So when you're the leader of children, people, um, and you're not doing the right thing with it, you know, it's a judgment day for that. Um, and I felt that, uh, God gave me pancreatic cancer to wake me up, you know, to say, hey, you understand, you are the leader of my children. And you have some people around you that's not for children. But just like me with my hard hit self, I think I could save everybody. I could do all of these things, but I put myself at risk, which put my family at risk. Um, <clears throat> and He laid me down. And when I got up, I put my shoes on, and I've been running ever since because I know the right thing to do is get the people away from his children. And in anything about education, leadership, parenting, anything like that, you know, and it's dealing with children, it's a serious business. It's a dangerous business. And I learned from that, you know, um. That's the best way I can tell you, mm. you. You know,
1: so I think it's a very yeah. small percentage of people that survive that particular kind of cancer. So it couldn't have been a head cold or something to wake you up. Oh no, it had to be pancreatic yeah. cancer. Yeah, uh, tell me about that experience for yourself too, and in, in what it and what it did for your for your own self. One, it gave you this signal about why you had it and and what the message was. Yeah, but I understand you spent two months in the hospital.
2: Absolutely. Um, you know, it it, it it led me into doing what I supposed to do, you know, and that's be a leader of people, be a leader of your family um, and don't play with it. A lot of times we as leaders, we uh, we take time off. Or, you know, we, we sometimes yourself get in there. Um, but when you are in the business that I'm in, and that's leading people, children, trying to do the right thing. Um, it wakes you up. And for me, you know, I, I don't play with it. You know, I know that God is always at the head of my life. And I have a, a purpose. If you don't have a purpose of why you live, what are you living for? Um, I just, I'm fortunate to be in a position to do God's work because we was all saved to serve anyway, you know. So it just gave me opportunity to serve.
1: Let me ask you a little bit about your faith because you've referenced it a couple times already. You you have it boiled down to a catchy rhyming phrase. And what is it?
2: If God ain't in it, you can't win it. If God ain't in it,
1: you can't win it. <laughs> it would seem a, an easy message to carry for a parochial school, for example. You're at a public school. Yes. So how does that faith-filled message play there, and how are you able to, to make that part of, of what it is you do?
2: Well, um, it's it's a necessary thing. You know, I really never, I don't even think about it in that way. You know, I, I feel that you have to teach children that their strength don't lie in them. You know, it's a higher power. And so we have our techniques of doing it, like we have fellowship with Christian athletes, you know, uh, that is part of the program. Now you don't have to believe in Christ, but you, if you're gonna be part of this program, you got to come. You know, you're serving somebody. You know, we have all different nationalities of people and children that that comes to our huddle, you know. So we found a way to do it, and um, it works. You can't do nothing without it. You know, we do FCA every week.
1: Um, FCA is?
2: Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, If we can't do it in the school, we can do it on the corner. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, we're going to get it in, you know. We do it in the field. You know, we have to do it, you know, because that's where our strength lies.
1: You've been a successful track and field coach, a football coach, but you told me you're not a coach. You're a servant. Yeah. What does that mean?
2: That means that I'm being obedient to the light that God left in us to do, which is to serve. And I have an opportunity to do that, and I'm being obedient to it. You know, uh, you can um, it's hard to live in the world today if you don't have, be obedient to why Jesus died on the cross, and he gave you a gift, and that's the light, and that light is to serve. That's what we always say. we was all saved to serve.
1: You won the championships. It was an emotional moment for you, mm-hmm. but you've said they don't matter. What do you mean by that?
2: That means that it, it's just a win, but it's a win for the city. It's a win for uh, the community. It's a win for all the people that tried to go before me, and they didn't have the expectation to do it, or they didn't have the opportunity. So when you think back um, years ago, uh, back when I was in school, even you know, back in the 90s, all the way up to the 90s, the system wasn't set for uh, inner city school to win this a title. Uh, when Leonard Jackson made us one league, he gave us the opportunity to participate. You know, so. It's very emotional about that because I think about all the other people that tried it, that it was never going to happen because of the system, you know. So they changed the system and today they could take that myth and throw it out the window.
1: You know, so. First thing I saw that you said after you won the championship is <clears throat> the work is just beginning. Yes. Boy, you know how to celebrate. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> So so let me ask you what you meant by that, because I don't think the work was necessarily (laughs) football work. No,
2: because I got to get back to work. I got 20 seniors that got to go to school, um, and I got to go to work. You know, time, you know, we got a long season, and February 2nd is real close. I still got to get out, beg for some money, you know, beg for scholarships, Beg for kids to have an opportunity, stay on the kids. You know, we can clap our hands now, but we got to go back to work. You know, so that's what I mean about that. You know,
1: you um, we talked a little bit before this about the mindset of young people today, and it's going to get kind of real here because it's not this happy thing. I'm this I'm this molder of young men, this great coach, and everything is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some difficulty out in the world today, you, as you've described it, with young people, and you have a method of reaching them, but it's not easy.
2: No, it's not. Uh, the the young people today is exposed to more things than we, people our age, have ever seen. And it's very hard to to guide them and teach them, first of all, because all the family are broken. You know, the tree is broken, and the cell phone is raising our children you know hmm. you know social media have taken over everything you know where years ago you know home church was one and two you know uh, social media doesn't rose to the top now home and church and school them at the back of the bus you know and we trying to deal with our children but the cell phone is killing us. And the mindset of the kids today is real bad. You know, they're fighting on the cell phone. And you say, why was y'all fighting? Who was fighting? Who was fighting last night on the cell phone? And then when they see them in the street, it's either shoot or fight. And we don't know that. And these are the things that's happening to us right in our face, and we don't understand it. They don't know what they don't know. Every day again Academy, we spend more time trying to educate them. And I'm not talking about math, science, or studying English. It's just awareness, respect, understanding. They lose hope just like that. You know, and uh a lot of times we just riding around, you know, we in danger every day. I don't care where you at. You know, look how they're still in the cars and different things like that. That's fun to them. It's just no value. And if we don't set tables, meaning that in our communities, in our homes, and what I mean by that, but we was raised by the table. The table was the information center where you got all your information and you had to repeat that table twice a day. And who was at the table was mother, your father, or grandparent, and they give you direction. Nobody's giving anybody any direction. Get your McDonald's bag, go to your room, play the game. Nobody's raising kids. So Glen academy, Glenville football, Glenville track is a table. Those are places where I can give direction every day, remind them what life's about, teach them respect, Understand how to navigate through the world. We just got to set tables in our city.
1: You have a system. Thank you. you have a system for for coaching sports. You have a system for educating people at Gin Academy. Um, you can't you can't have a successful system unless everybody buys into it. Mm-hmm. And that would be your staff, your coaches, your players, yourself. Mm-hmm. How do you create a culture where people buy into what you have been talking about? Well,
2: it's the same thing again. You, you have to remind the adults. you at Ginn Academy. We are new and innovative school. We're not dealing with the conventional type setting. You know, you have to have re- a relationship with each kid. But the main thing, you got to love them. And if you don't love them, then this might not be the place for you. You understand, because once again, think about what I told you about being a leader. See, you're a leader of children. They're in your your class. That's your house, that's your table. You understand, that's God's children. So when you, that old thing about, give me a pass, give me a referral, we don't have hall walkers. We walk you to where you need to go. Mm. You understand? Because everything that it took back years ago and now that stopped production in the school, we put something there. You know, and I can just give you one example that happened to me last week. So I'm in the hallway, right? And uh, well, you know, we have more in the session, so I told. <laughs> Three hundred some kids. I say, everything that you're doing today, I don't like. Now we we. Uh, I got three hundred kids, three fifty. I say, I, I'm gonna be in the hallway. That means everything. If you don't have your towel, you don't have your shirt tucked in. You don't have your belt on. I'm coming. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yes, sir. So. If you're saying the thing out your mouth, I'm coming. If you're not doing what the the teacher's telling you to do, I'm coming. So I'm in the hallway. I had one group of kids, you know, because we have a cohort of kids, you have a youth support. So I took a group. I had a ninth grade group. Walked in the class, but I'm in the hallway. So I had this one kid, and this is this, this is... This is, it's going to sound, it's dangerous. And this is what people don't really understand. So I had a kid, every time I see a kid, I said, where are you going? He said, well, the teacher gave me a pass. I said, we don't have passes at Glen Academy.
3: <laughs>
2: and this is the truth, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now you talk about the buy-in of the teachers. Just before I came here today, a kid walked out of the class, the teacher right there, I so, well, where are you going? I got a pass. I said, go back and tell the teacher. We don't have passes at the Academy. It's the truth. You understand? But some teachers continue to do it their way. Mm-hmm. Then, when you get that problem doing it the old way, you understand? And don't buy into the philosophy here, then we back to the regular stuff. So, last week, I was in the hallway on the second floor. I got my group in the class. And a kid walked up the steps. I said, "Where are you going?" He said, "I got a pass. I'm going to see Miss Jackson to get me a computer." I said, "Go." I said, "Who is your youth support?" He told me, "Where do I, go? I said go back and tell the youth support and tell the teacher it's no passes <laughs> at Ken Academy." Now I'm showing you where the problem come in. At he wouldn't go back. He said, straight up. I said, stop. He pushed past me like this. He said, man, I don't know who you are. I'm going to get my computer. You understand? Mm -hmm. But where did that come from? From that teacher that gave him the pass. Because he he said, I don't know who you are. And I'm going to get my my computer so you can get out of my effing way. Mm. Guess where he at? He can't come back to get academy, (laughs) but that's because of the lack of buy-in from the teacher. You understand? And then you just want to write a referral. We're not doing all that. We're not writing referrals. We're not suspending people. We correcting the problem. You understand? So you suspended for five days, send him home. Did you correct the problem? He come right back with it. See how that don't work? That's that old way, but we are getting a cabin new and, new and innovative, <laughs> doing it different. Are <laughs> you to be laying up under your car?:
1: <laughs> There's one thing I've learned is that there are no passes at getting a cabin. That's
2: right. You can't walk free here.)
1: <laughs> uh, You're working with, I I would say exclusively, but you'll tell me, but young black men. Yeah. Dealing with all kinds of stuff outside of school. Uh, Racism with concerns about relations with police, with all the things that you mentioned. Um, And I noticed that Ginn Ginn Academy has a, a Ginn gallery of black male excellence. Uh, something I saw on your website. Can you tell me a little bit about, about representation, about seeing what success looks like and not just Marshawn Lattimore as a defensive back or Ted Ginn Jr. as a wide receiver and amazing kick returner and all of that. Yeah. But what about representation and how do you enhance that?
2: Well, that's what we do every day. You know, we, we have a creed that we do all every day, you know, recognize your genius, realize your self-worth. So we're building them every day. You know, uh, and we have a lot of success. We have a lot of success that people really don't know because they're so focused on football and track and the, the Marchands. Well Cheerleaders. I have a problem with them. They don't like me. <laughs> <laughs> they're my girls, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love the cheerleaders, but... Yeah, they're a problem, too. I just thought about that. My boys can't come around, man. They be distracting my kids.
3: <laughs>
2: that's when I have an all-boys school. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, it's so much success. We have kids that's all over the country, and we, talk, we teach them about being global leaders, and we have them. We got kids at West Point. I think we have five kids that graduated from West Point. With Naval Academy, we got kids there. We got kids just all over the country that people really don't know about, you know. When I look over there and I see Mordecai, Mordecai really is a good man. He graduated from Yale. So y'all need to give him a hand. Though. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just using him as an example, when they told him you, you shouldn't go to that school, you shouldn't be around that man. He don't know nothing.
1: Ask him. Does he know anything?
2: He know not to have a pass.
1: But <laughs> you can you can point to Mordecai and to a number of other people and and say this is what what you can be.
2: That's what you can be. And let me use
1: Mordecai as an example. When I was sick, should we bring him up here? No. I'm just
2: yeah. When 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 I was sick, Mordecai was in school. He was, he was at Yale, right? They had him on this um, front of the program. And Mordecai came, and I was at home. I was sick, right? <laughs> Mordecai came in. His father said, "You need to talk to Mordecai." Mordecai wanted to talk to me because he can't understand what's going on. See, I'm telling. You, this is the teaching. Mordecai said, we were playing Harvard, you know, that's a rivalry, and the ball fell on the ground, and the quarterback jumped back. <laughs> so Mordecai losing his mind. He said, go in the locker room, he going, let's go, man, let's go, we, like this. So I'm sitting there, I'm sick. Mordecai just going through all of this, right? I said, Mordecai, you're not at Glenville. <laughs> <laughs> I said, the people at Yale, they there cause they're there because they're going to run the country. Some of the people that you sit next to, parents probably face on money. <laughs> they're not there to win the, the game. They're there to, to run this country. So he said, I said, you got to, you got to get rid of that Glenville, rah-rah stuff. You're at, you at Yale. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's the truth now. So those are examples that we do in this Ginn system, you know, so.
1: I mentioned your son, Ted Ginn, Jr., uh, I think he played 13-plus years in the NFL. Uh was a long shot from the very beginning, right? That's they said he was a, a bust.
2: Bum. Yeah, he was a bum.
1: He's was a bum and a bust for 13 years. Yes. Uh, uh, one of the fastest people that's ever played the game. Uh, but I wondered about you. you. You coach young people. Let's keep throwing his name out of there like Mordecai. Uh, sorry. But you coach young people who you're not related to, but are so close to. But then you have this son of yours. What was it like coaching your own kin, and how how was that any diff Was it any different? How did you approach that?
2: No, it probably was a little different. You know, I'm I'm two different type coaches, though. I'm different. I'm different in football, and I'm different in track. Now he liked me in football. He didn't like me in track. <laughs> <laughs> just that he think I'm a crazy man in track, <laughs> cause I love track way more than I love football. Hmm. You know, and people don't know that. You know, but I really didn't coach Ted like that. I allowed other people. Um, you know, I just coached him in his mind. Uh, but you know, the only thing that he ever disliked me. Well, he tells me and my wife now that. I don't know why you made me do all of that. (laughs) You understand? I say, but look look what you turned out to be. But he still thinks that I made him do it. I didn't make Ted do that. He did it himself. But it was, it was, it's something that I probably miss. Uh, It's two things that I can't ever forget. Him, when we first won the state title in track, he was a sophomore. And just to watch him come out of that hole at Ohio State, I can never fill those gaps. Hmm. He done been in the NFL, he did it all. But just coming out of Ohio State, NFL, but Ohio State, that hole will never, ever be filled.
1: Hmm. O-H? H. Thank you. Um, going to be taking questions in just a second. I, I'll have one more. You won a championship. You got a parade. Um, but I wonder if every young man going off to college is a championship for you. You talked about how you had to get back to work because you had 20 kids that you need to get scholarships for.
3: Mm-hmm. But at
1: Ginn Academy, it's not just the football players. No. What about that? Is that the... Tell me about the feeling of, of whether it's college or it's or it's whatever the next step is, but being successful with young men.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, we can go we can talk about this for a minute, but any kid that come in to get an academy, if I can move him this much, is successful. He's mm-hmm. successful. But to see the kids go, you know, we got kids go to college for football. We got kids go to work. I think we got a little graduation tomorrow, right? With the kids going into the workforce, the workforce. Yeah. workforce, you know, these are the success stories. These are the, the, the championships. But I get a championship every day though. You know, to be able to go into school and deal with the kids is a championship. Anytime you can mentor to children and change their minds. See, mentoring is so strong. It's so strong that you can have a change your behavior and change your mindset. That's the coldest game in the world. You know, the influence. You know, I listen to people all the time, tell me, I'm a mentor. I said, what you do? He said, well, me and my wife go down here. We got a kid down on St. Clair. We take him to get him to the movie and get him a box of popcorn. I said, that's all you do? I said, you're not mentoring. You're just making yourself feel good. You know, mentoring is every day. You got to repeat it every day, just like that table. Your mama, your daddy, you had to send that bad boy every day. You couldn't negotiate it. <laughs> How was your day? Did you do your homework? Did you do your chores? You got 10 minutes to play, and then you come back home in time to take your bath and go to bed. That's over with. That's why the world is so messed up today.
1: So, when you talk about mentoring, uh, is that do you believe that's something that we can help solve that problem with if people were doing mentoring the right Absolutely. way? Absolutely. If everybody kind of everybody, pitched
2: in? Everybody. If everybody do a little, don't nobody have to do a lot. You know, And that's what's missing. We're so busy trying to be busy that we're losing children, we're losing our world, we're losing it all. I'm scared to death. I don't know who's going to bring me some water if I'm sitting in a home somewhere. Who's teaching that? So everybody's really being miseducated instead of being educated. The old folks are gone.
1: We're about to begin the audience Q&A of this uh, portion of this conversation. For the live stream audience, I'm Mike McIntyre, executive editor of Ideastream Public Media. We're joined today by (coughs) Ted Ginn Sr., founder and executive director of the Ginn Academy, head football coach of the Glenville High School Tar We welcome questions from everyone, City Club members, guests, students, and those joining via our live stream at cityclub.org. If you'd like to tweet a question for Ted Ginn, you can tweet it at the City Club. You can also text it to 330-541-5794, again 330-541-5794, and City Club staff will try to work it into the program. In the Audience, though, we'll have some staff members that will guide you. So, folks, there are microphones if you want to just go ahead and start lining up. Because so I know we have about a 1,000 questions. And we'll begin with uh, somebody who I think is going to start by singing YMCA. <laughs> it's a group song. Ready, right, Ted? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ted, when you're, you know, I hear so much about the kids, and you talk about the kids. I have sat at your table, and I heard the table story. As we're thinking about bringing kids from all these different communities together, and you're doing it, how, how do you do it successfully, right? You've got kids that weren't friends the day before, and they're in the school. So how do you deal with that, and what do you do the ginway to make sure that those kids become part of the family?
2: See, first of all, you have to teach them about being together. See, the, everybody don't know. I got kids from all over the city and and some Painesville, Hudson, everywhere. They see hope. If you don't have a philosophy of teaching kids hope and and showing them where they can, who they can become, it's no it's no how you educate them. But the main thing they know that they're gonna get loved. And that's how you make it happen. You know, you have to love the children and you got to have a vision for them. You know, And the things that I'm sitting here telling you now, nobody's telling the kids anything because we don't have time. They're on the phone. You got to tell them that's not what it is. See, the kids today thinking that it's some white horse, somebody going to be ride a white horse and come rescue you. No, it's not happening like that. So I have to give them an eyesight on what they can become. and And they don't even know what they can do. So you got to try to give each kid an individual life plan. That's when you got to know them, you got to touch them, you got to tell them every day. And, and that's how I keep them all together because it's all about hope that they can be somebody and they can be something. See, because they're not coming to Ginn Academy because CMSD. They're coming in for the philosophy of Ginn Academy. Because why? The neighborhoods are broken. Nobody is 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 staying around here, nobody's playing basketball, nobody's out in the park, nobody is doing anything. So their community is the school. Mm-hmm. That's the table. And we teach them.
1: With love. Thanks, Steve. With love. That's it. Thank you for that. I'd
2: be remiss if y'all don't have my teachers stand up. Oh, would Let's y'all the please? From, uh, Academy,
1: please.
2: Get, no, my my teachers. Oh,
1: sorry, your teachers. Let's have Ted. 1974. Okay. Were-
2: Come on, Mr. and Mrs. You Mrs. didn't realize Mrs. they were here. I'm sorry. Hey, and, and the baby, look at baby stand up. <laughs> now, we dedicated our yearbook to him <laughs> and show him the yearbook. That is, nice. I would have never got out of school without the Benedicts. Yes.
1: We've got a question here, I believe from-
2: some Oh Lord, <laughs> how y'all let them get to the mic? Yes. You poked a bear.
3: <laughs> would you ever make a girls school?
2: Absolutely, would you tell these people around here? See, they own me all the time because it's not fair to them. And that's a serious question. You know, and I, I'm working at that all the time because they need just as much as the, the young men need, and, you know. And, and, and. <laughs> what else you want me to say? They bother me, don't they? They laughing. but they, they they be out on the field. You know, I'm so proud of them and the coaches. They be out on the field with us like like football players, they train and that's when we need the state champions. First time ever.
1: Yes, ma'am.
3: Ted and I were together at Glenville High School. And all oh, were those the days of my life being with him. Uh, do you need tutors at the academy?
2: Every day. All we right. need somebody okay. I shall you know help. and just this your presence you know the kids need it they need right. to see people walking through every day right you know because they don't know right you know but that's another yeah. one of my babies right there we uh, during the pandemic you know i missed a lot of being with you but now i'll try to come back okay
3: at my old, old age
2: oh <laughs> no it's my baby
1: Yes,
3: sir. Coach, got a question for you. Now that there's NIL in college, I'm kind of curious to know if that has affected uh, your ability uh, to coach and somehow, you know, affect the, uh, the, the young men that you, uh, that you deal with.
1: Uh, NIL, Name, Image, Likeness, it's I just the, assumed everyone knew that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm the acronym fighter. Uh, and it is essentially people being able to, to make some money while being college students off of their name, their image, or their likeness.
2: Well, I'm so glad you asked that question. (laughs) What it did, it enhanced my my business for children. So right now, I'm battling, and uh, I'm just telling you the truth with Ohio State. Uh, I got a kid that's uh, going there, Arville Reese. Now, you got to understand, these are children that, that come from broken homes, different things like that, got a story. And and they're paying these kids before they even leave high school. You understand? So all it all it done for me is just up my negotiations. So just like you recruiting my kids, I'm recruiting you to pay my kids. You understand? And we talking real money. So I'm kind of mad at Ohio State because they got Arvell for cheap or nothing. Where some of the other kids that's coming into their program, they're paying them. and, and we talking about so they want to get him 30. I tell you, they want to give him 35,000 a year. No, you're giving some people 100? 50? 200? 300. So in their mind, they want we Ohio State, that's when they're losing a lot of recruits because they won't come off their standards. You understand? So I got five guys, or four guys this year, these national guys, and the people are calling all over this country to Glenville again Academy want to come in and represent the kids in the NIL. They come from New York, New Jersey. See, it's, it's about bad as an agent now, and that's the way it is. But you got to be knowledgeable with it as a high school coach. So if you if your level is a five star four star, there's certain money you're supposed to get, but they won't tell you. But they're giving it to the other people. They gonna have to give it to mine too. So wake up, O H I O. Yeah.
1: Let me uh, let me ask you further on that, coach. The- you know this is a relatively new development your mm-hmm. job before was just get them a scholarship mm-hmm. get them an education yeah educate now you're, a, them. Now you're a, like an i'm agent. An agent. You're oh, an absolutely agent. Uh, i represent them is that uh f- for one thing it's good that that young men are getting paid mm-hmm. and not just the universities. that's one argument the mm-hmm. other there's the sort of purist argument that this is kind of that would in- adulterate it that yeah. the idea that it's who gets more money where do you come down in that? Good that they're getting paid, and what about you, your well, role
2: in that? Well, no, no, that's that's a little. I want the money for the children, but it's, it, the whole thing really bothers me because they're not mature enough to understand it. So I just think they should put it in escrow or some kind of fund or something to make them earn it, mm-hmm. you understand, and then give it to them when they're mature. But they, it's wide open. So that's just my feeling about it. I would not never give it to him because, you know, you, you won't be able to coach him. But f- unfortunately, we got, they're going to have to give him some money. But see, I'm going to give you a perfect example, last night, Michigan called, I said, what about the bag? <laughs> That's the money. The bag. <laughs> I'm I'm giving you this the, the no, I got you. I'm straight like you straighten the mother lines out, <laughs> I'm gonna give you some hood talk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. so I'm just telling you, man, you know, it's a great opportunity for the children. And they, they and you're not gonna get my kids for cheap. I'm just telling you, man. You know, because they need the money. And so I'm the representative.
1: And you say you're gonna need a bigger bag.
2: Bigger bag.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes,
2: ma'am. Proud of you, Coach. Um, I always, I'm, I'm class of '69 from the Ville, and uh, I actually coached track at Schuler. Okay. And uh, I kind of knew you like
0: track because you had those football players. You know, they had to train year round. And uh, right. your son came, your son came on the bus and said, "Ladies." Y'all got a good coach. She
2: went to Glenville. <laughs> That's
3: right.
2: But uh, I always let folks know that uh, Superman was a Tar of too, y'all. Okay.
3: Right.
2: So uh, <clears throat> the, the the man from the Y, uh, we need a Y in uh, Glenville, Euclid, somewhere over there on the uh, Collinwood that side of town. You know, if you can maybe work with
1: him, bring that one up for us. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Great. <laughs> Thank you for that tight five. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> Mordecai's here, everybody, yeah. oh,
3: Lady, cool. ladies and gentlemen. Let's <laughs> go! Cool. Well, um, well, uh, I feel like I've, I was spoken up, so I figured I'd ask a question. Um, and you know, Gin's going to give you the the heartwarming story of how he like got me together when I came home from school. But he's not going to tell you about the time he turned my helmet around because I didn't get in the end zone <laughs> uh, in, during the playoffs. Um, Again, you've, you've heard this before. You are truly, you're one of my heroes for real. And I honestly believe that I came back to Cleveland to continue on your legacy. I feel like you inspired me to, to come back to Glenville. I started a business in Glenville, well, technically two businesses in Glenville. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just wanted to ask you just for everybody's edification. Um, what what is your dream for the future of Glenville? You've invested so much in this neighborhood and I just wanted you to, to share. Yeah. What do you dream about? What's well, the future look like?
2: I want Glenville to look like Glenville used to look. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know and and you know, I'm still here, you know, I'm not gonna go anywhere. You know, just like people really don't know how it used to look. You know, we would I mean you could get everything you wanted in Glenville. The Gold Coast, yeah. 105, yeah. you understand? A lot of, a lot of people um, that, that's older here probably know how it used to look. Why not now? You understand? You know, and we always talk about investing. You know, they, they have invested money everywhere in Cleveland, except Glenville. You can't trick me with it, because I've been here for 50. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So i oh, we, we really invested in Glenville No, you're on the edge of over there by uh, Cleveland Clinic you ain't in the heart you ain't coming down St. Clair you're not coming down Eddy Road you're not coming down right there in the heart of Glenville that's something that I don't understand you know so you can't tell me what well, we getting to it well you've been getting to it for a long time you know what I'm saying? We can change what we want to change. But don't forget, Glenville is the coldest s- suburb wow. <laughs> in the city of Cleveland. Yeah. I know, and I'm still here, and I'm still coming. That's, right. That's it.
1: Young um, man?
0: My question is a simple question. Um, I wanted to know, how do it feel knowing that you made history by being the only CMSD school to ever win a state championship? Yeah, it
2: feels... (laughs) I mean, I'm just honest. I'm happy, I'm happy for the city, I'm happy for the community, I'm happy for the children, I'm happy for the people to try before me. But I think what I struggle with is how much investment did the people do to earn that, for the kids to do that? It was a lot of work. A lot of sitting down, making them believe. We spent 90% of our time in the last six weeks of the state going into the state was in the classroom, mentally, not on the field, just making them believe that they can achieve. You know, we have FCA meet. We spent more time doing that to win the state title. But the thing that really gets me is everybody can see all the success, all the championships, all the win, but are you gonna invest anything into the children, into the community? Show me that. That's what bothers me. I beg for tracks and stadiums all over the city. We was running on cinders. Everybody got a new stadium but Glenville. we running on cement right now. But y'all want me not to tell you? I just said, oh, happy, give me the key to the city.
1: Get a I can't
2: open up nothing with
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> You shouldn't
2: have had me up here, Mike.
1: <laughs> uh, guess what? The cheerleaders are back. Oh, no.
2: oh my God. <laughs> what now?
0: Coach, again, how do us cheerleaders and other female athletes get recognized and respected like the males do, like when they play football and basketball? How do we get recognized?
2: I think that we – it, that's on us, for real. We need just like y'all won the state. Y'all the first ever team in the history of Cleveland Public Schools to win a state title. I mean, a state title in cheerleading. That's huge.
0: So, Coach, I'm um, just, just yeah. I'm gonna pay you when I get my <laughs> check. <man. laughs>
2: I'm sorry, man. Hey, man, I'm, I'm trying to pay my bill, man. I'm scared what he's gonna say to Mike. No, no. All right, no. go ahead.
0: No, Mordecai started out with a really great um, statement and question about, you know, what would you like, would you would like to see Glenville be? But I know that you have a very comprehensive plan that is a vision that is a part of your legacy that I think is important that this room hears about that. And then the other thing, I, other statement I wanna make is, because I've watched you and you kinda said it, i just, just now about the work that you've done on a shoestring budget. We've watched Coach literally change kids' lives, but we've also watched you really struggle to raise money and for people to invest. So I would just say, this is more of a statement to everybody in the room. If you have the opportunity, not only does he need mentorship, but mentorship to doing the work that he does costs money and he struggles every time he's doing something with these kids to raise money. So that's a responsibility I think that we all have as well to help him spread his vision and to make sure his legacy stands strong. So again, talk about that plan.
2: Oh man, you put me on the spot. Well, um, we kind of, y'all kind of talked about it with the why, but my whole plan and I, I carried around with me for almost 25 years maybe Longer than that, I got where I want a a school, an indoor facility, a church, all that on the land. An incubator where the kids can come and see who they can become every day. And I've been had this for 25 years and walking with it, going different places, talking to people. You know, um, and that's the that's that's probably what was. Let me go on up there with that man and knock on the Pearly Gate. Say I'm here. If I can get that, that's huge, because you you can teach. It's an inner city boarding school, and 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 why why inner city boarding school? Because that's the only way you can change the behavior and the understanding for children, you know. And just build that community, right there. You got a church, you got indoors, you got a dorms. You got all that. We got all this land in the city. Nobody, Why, why Cleveland don't have a, a stadium? Big as Cleveland is. We don't have it. But can you imagine kids coming to school and you got Key Bank, you got Chase, you got this company, that company, and you say, look, look, we educate the kids. They can see it. It's called you got to show them. You got to show them. You can't just talk about it. They got to see it. And that's my dream. You know, I done tried everything, man. I done went over to Job Corps. They got all those dorms. I said, man, let me get out some of these, man. <laughs> <laughs> I done did it all, man. But that's the only way that you can bring people from all over the country and all over the city to be educated. And that's what it is, you know.
1: Got a few minutes left. Another question? Yes, sir.
3: Hi, Coach Ginn. First, just to start,
1: thank you for being here today. We very much appreciate you taking your time to talk with us today, so thank you very Mm -hmm. much. My question is, can you elaborate
0: on what are the problems facing young men today in America, and how has that changed, and if it's changed, in the age of social media?
2: Yeah. Well, it's not just the young men; it's everybody. It's the it's the young ladies. It's everybody because the 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 social media and the uh, the cell phone have taken the place of parenting. You know, no matter where you stay, who you are, wherever you at, those kids are exposed to things that we weren't able to do when we was children. Then the mindset of what it. And, and COVID really hurt us real bad. We haven't, we haven't uh, recovered from that yet. When those kids was out of school all that time, we still fighting to try to get them back. You know what I'm saying? So it, it kind of, all this stuff kind of coming together where the people that's making the policies and procedures for children and education, stuff, they don't know what they're doing. I'm just telling you because they don't know the mindset of the kids. The kids lose hope like this because they are believing in, you know, it's not like when Mr. and Mrs. Benedict was at the board teaching. I'm at the, I'm on the phone. They Googling what they're trying to teach you on the board. Well, that ain't right because it said right here. (laughs) That is the problem. They don't have any fear of death. They don't have any fear of not being successful because of what they're seeing in social media. You understand? Know and that's everybody. You know, we got to back this thing up and start all over again. But don't nobody want to work? Don't nobody want to go outside and build a house? When you, you're not, all this stuff, you're going to have to be building houses in factories and then snap them together and going at it because don't nobody want to get on the ground, don't nobody want to do nothing. We are miseducating our youth and our people, period.
1: I want to say thanks to you, uh, Ted Ginn Sr., for joining us today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, uh, I think we've all learned, as I said earlier, that there are no passes at Glendale High School. Absolutely. At the Ginn Academy. <laughs> At Academy. You better know uh, it. <laughs> today's forum was part of the City Club's Local Heroes Series in partnership with Citizens Bank and Dominion Energy. City Club is grateful for your continued support. We'd also like to welcome guests at the tables hosted by Beyond Breakthrough, Citizens, Glenville High School, Third Space Action Lab, Urban League of Greater Cleveland, the YMCA of Greater Cleveland. Thank you all for being here today. On Friday, author and CNBC contributor Rebecca Fannin will be here. For a discussion about the midwest's new tech-centered focus on manufacturing and what it means for northeast ohio and on wednesday april 19th at seven o'clock in the evening cleveland's mayor justin bibb will deliver the 2023 state of the city address at east tech high school for information on these forums and more visit cityclub.org and that brings us to the end of today's forum thank you once again to coach gin thank you members and friends of the city club i'm mike mcintyre the forum is now adjourned
0: For information on upcoming speakers or for podcasts of the City Club, go to cityclub.org. Production and distribution of City Club forums on IdeaStream Public Media are made possible by. PNC and the United Black Fund of Greater Cleveland Incorporated